Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do-re may be for? And Scott Seidenberg. The Spartos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. Heard the horn, and that means it's time for the Kentucky Derby. Scott Seidenberg here alongside handicapper Brandon Lang, the Sharp Edge Sports Betting Podcast, special Kentucky Derby edition. We will be joined by Jay Privman of the Daily Racing Forum to preview this 20-horse field. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, get fresh episodes right to your phone, and rate us and review us as well. Brandon, before we get into handicapping this field, have you you ever been to the Kentucky Derby? I've never been. I know it's like a bucket list item for any sportsman. I've never been to Churchill Downs. Have you ever been to a Derby? I just left uh, Churchill Downs. This would have been my fourth uh, Kentucky Derby. I've been to the last three. Um, it's it's just phenomenal. ESPN Louisville, which is my number one radio market. We do the Thursday show from the backside, which is where all the horses are this morning. Uh, here on Thursday, we did it from 7 to 10. Um, we talked to, uh, Drew Diener, who's the host. Uh, I stay at Drew's house. Clint is his buddy. They played tennis together. Clint bought 15%, uh, ownership stake of justify last year. Wow. Um, I left on Saturday cause it was raining. My knee was killing me and I left to come up to, to Philly to play Pine Valley and, uh, come to find out justify wins. Kentucky Derby goes on and win the triple crown. I would have been in the winner's circle. Um, last year with Justify. Clint this year, Starlight Racing, um, has Improbable. He's got 15% stake, uh, 15% stake, just like Justify he did last year on Improbable. He really loves the horse. He thinks it's going to win it. And then he also has full ownership of Cutter's Humor, um, which he feels good about as well. It's going to rain, 80% chance of rain. So you're going to have a muddy track again. Um, being down there talking to everybody. Um, I like Clint's horse improbable. I really improbable. do. Okay, six to um, one right now. By the way, uh, that, that ESPN Louisville's. I go on that station all the time. My boy Jason Anderson. I go on that show. I'm their New York correspondent. So, uh, buddy, I, yeah. I I I left because my first Derby. We went to the track Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and got drunk every single day. <laughs> we're we're literally we're in the we're in the turf club. We're in the stakes room. Free food, free cocktails. Um, you know, it's the B Lang show. It's my number one radio market. I'm a celebrity there. Everywhere I go, B Lang drink this and that. I just said, you know what? My 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 probably my very dearest friend and my biggest my biggest client uh, is here in Philly. And it's his daughter's uh, first communion on Saturday. So he said it'd mean a lot if I was here for that. So I actually came up to Philly and left the Derby, which would have been my fourth Derby. Clint was on the show with us this morning. I said, Clint, I'm going to leave town again. Hmm. When you have 15% of improbable, I'm going to hand you your Kentucky 
Derby. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. And we're going to talk to Jay Privman of the Daily Racing Forum in just a second. You like Improbable. He's the second favorite right now at six to one. That's probably going to go down uh, once the action starts pouring in here before Saturday. Were you going to bet Omaha Beach before he was scratched, or or were you always going to go with Improbable? No, he that that that's the horse that was probably going to win, and everybody everybody was on. Yeah. It's too bad because his his trainer is one of the most likable guys in the business as I found out today on the backside. So uh, maximum security is the other horse that, that, that uh, Clint said he really likes. And he, Clint's got one of the best horse opinions of anybody I've ever seen. So for me, the exact box, I would go, I would go improbable um, with maximum security. You could do a 50 cent um, maximum security. all all hope for a couple of bombs since uh-huh. the r- race is wide open you could do improbable all all, and you could literally uh, do a uh, place bet on Cutter Schumer, who he thinks is gonna gonna finish in the top three. But I like improbable and uh, maximum security as my exact. That's so what I did last year. Last year I did justify with the field, and actually wound up winning money because a couple of long shots came in. Uh, you know, two and three, so it actually worked yep. out for me. Um, what about Bob Baffert's other horse game winner? Who is the new favorite now that Omaha Beach has scratched? Yeah, that they, they say if if improbable, you know, and again it, it's Clint. You could take Baffert's three horses, yeah, and just and, try, trifecta and, them, and just, yeah. and just trifecta them and wheel them. You're gonna hit one of them. Um, he's just he's that good. We actually ate at Jeff Ruby's on Monday night, and um, and Bob was on the table over, went over and said hello, had a great conversation. But what a great guy, just a good warmth. Uh, good spirit, very approachable, really, really good dude. Deserves all the notoriety and, and credit he gets because Bob is Bob. I've talked to him a couple times now. He's just a really good dude, and that's good to see. No pretense, uh, no pretentious attitude or personality based on who he is. I'm a big Bob Baffert fan. Uh, hey, bonus, uh, you picking the fight on Saturday? No, but I did have the Sixers tonight, plus the one and a half <laughs> at dog. home. And uh, that's my fourth straight, fourth straight 75 dimer at BrandonLang.com. So good to get that one on the board. And uh, we'll, how, about this we'll have, for, how about this for winners? Ahead. How about this for winners? I was on a uh, three-day baseball losing streak, and today I had Ray's run line. They hit a two-run home run in the top of the ninth inning, covered the run line. Take it deep, my friend. Take it deep with the run. Line winner. BrandonLang.com, 75-dime winner, number five in a row. Boston and Milwaukee, Friday night. That's it. Improbable and maximum security. The exacta from Langer. The banger. We'll be keeping an eye on that for sure. For Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg. And to help us break down the field for the Kentucky Derby, the running for the roses, there we welcome in Jay Privman, the daily racing form. Jay, I love talking with you every year about the Kentucky Derby or just the Triple Crown of Racing because I always seem to win money after I talk to you. So I want the audience now to reap these benefits. Before we get into this field and talk about your selections Tell us about the scratching of Omaha Beach and really what that meant for this race. Well, it's, uh, it's good to be with you again this year, Scott. And, you know, Omaha Beach was the morning line favorite in the race uh, and off of certainly good performances recently. Uh, he's trained by a very popular and well-respected trainer out of California named Richard Mandela. So there was a feel-good story behind him, too. But 
uh, he had a throat issue that needed to be dealt with, and there was just no way he could run in the race with, with what was going on. And so uh, a major contender for the race is now out. There's still several other very good horses in here, and it wasn't like he was a clear-cut favorite. He was the favorite, but it wasn't like he was a horse like Justify or American Pharaoh who looked like he towered over the field. So I still think it's a very good group of horses. Is there a horse like that in this field? I don't I don't hear anybody talking like that about this field this year. It doesn't look that way going in. I mean, you, you never know. Maybe there's a horse who, among this group who's ready to have a breakout performance. There are horses at this time of year, three-year-olds are often are developing at a rapid rate. But on paper, it, it doesn't look like there's a standout, but that makes for potentially a much more competitive race. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you about post position. Every time it gets reported where these horses are going to start from, it seems to be like that's where people start their handicapping and they know that there is an advantage to to where the horse starts from. Is there really an advantage to post position? Tell us more about it. When you draw an, an inside post, if you have speed, it could be detrimental because if you don't break well in such a large field, if if the horses to the outside of you fold over a horse who could be first or second, usually if he breaks well, uh, could find himself 14th, 15th under the wire the first time because he gets shuffled back. So it's important in that context. But other than that, I don't think it's that big a deal. I think much more attention is paid to it than there, than actually it, it, there needs to be in terms of it being a factor in the race. But this year specifically, it, it became important because a horse who does have speed drew the inside post position, and that's number one war of will. And so he needs to get out of there to be able to show his best form if he were to break half a step slowly and not be able to get good position coming through the stretch the first time. It could compromise his chances. And let's start with number one, and that's War of Will. 20 to 1 odds. Now, you mentioned the speed, and you mentioned the inside post position. Why is this horse at 20 to 1? Do you expect it to go down once we get to race time? Yeah, I would think his odds would go down a little bit from there. And don't forget, now with the favorite having come out of the race, that can cause a number of horses to get more support than they might have uh, if Omaha Beach was still in the race. War of Will was considered one of the better Derby prospects earlier this year, but in his most recent race, the Louisiana Derby, he just didn't he didn't run well. He had an issue leaving the gate. He kind of lost his hind end. It was almost like he he just almost sat down a, a few strides into the race, and he, you know he went on and, and and finished the race, but. It obviously was a, a disappointing performance, and for a while there was a little bit of concern immediately after the race as if he had maybe injured himself, but uh, by the next day he was fine, and uh, and now he's trained very well coming into the race, but the reason he lost a lot of support in terms of being a top derby prospect and being lower odds is because he had such a disappointing final prep race. Moving on to number two, Tax also sitting there at 20-1. to 1. Tell us about Tax. So Tax is coming out of the Wood Memorial, which is the last major prep race in New York. He finished second that day uh, to a horse named Tacitus, who's number eight. Uh, And Tax, I thought, had a good trip in the race. He didn't really have a whole lot of trouble, whereas Tacitus had a little more trouble and still beat him. So 
he certainly is coming off a good effort, but I think he's going to have to improve quite a bit to beat the, to beat this field. Up next is by my standards. What do we need to know about number three? So he won the Louisiana Derby, the race where War of Will had all those uh, problems in his last start. I think this horse has a really good long shot chance, Scott. Uh, he is getting really good right when it matters most, and his morning workouts have been visually uh, impressive. The times of the works have been impressive. He just acts like the kind of horse who's getting good at the right time, and I actually picked him third overall out of the 20 horses that are currently in the field. That's it. Okay, by my standards, let's keep a note on that one. How about Gray Magician, who is a long shot at 50-1? to Yeah, and deservedly so. He has been well beaten by some of the main contenders in this race. Uh, He ran well in the United Arab Emirates Derby in his most recent start, but that was a substandard race compared to some of these other preps, and I think he's a deserved long shot in here. All right, how about the first of Bob Baffert's horses, Improbable? Well, he certainly has a big chance. If you like Omaha Beach, then you've got to give him probable a big chance. He was only beaten in length by Omaha Beach last time out in the Arkansas Derby, uh, a race where he, uh, I thought, ran very well. He was just second best on the day, but he finished well in front of everybody else. Another 20-to-1 horse, Vicoma. I hope I'm saying that properly. Yeah, he won the Bluegrass Stakes at Keeneland in his last start. He's he's a small horse, and, he, and he's got really weird way of running. Uh, he, he kind of throws his left leg out in an awkward way. It doesn't stop him from going fast, but he's he's not the prettiest horse to watch. He's not the most graceful horse, uh, but he certainly can run well. I don't think he's quite this good, but I have a lot of respect for him because he runs well every time he goes over there. These next two horses at 7-8, I've seen pick up a little steam. First, maximum security. Well, he's never lost, and he won the Florida Derby in his most recent start. And he might be the the front runner in this race, too. And when he got the lead last time in the Florida Derby, there wasn't a whole lot of pace, and he led from start to finish. And I think if the other riders in this race don't respect him again, uh, he could be very, very dangerous in here. What about Tacitus? Tacitus, as I mentioned earlier, won that race in which Tax finished second, the Wood mm-hmm. Memorial in New York. I thought he ran a very good race. Uh, his trainer, Bill Mott, is one of the best in the business, but he's never won the Kentucky Derby, so this would certainly be uh, a very popular win in the sport, I think, if if he were to give Mott his first Derby win. I don't think he's quite as good as the top horses in here, but he has won his last three starts, and you don't know what his ceiling is. He still could have some improvement in him. An interesting name here, number nine, plus K Parfait at 30-1. to 1. So he beat Gray Magician in that United... Arab Emirates Derby, but like Gray Magician, his races in the U.S. before he went over there were just not good enough against the top contenders in here, and that's why he's also a big long shot. He just looks like he's going to have to run the race of his life to beat these horses. Mm. And what about Cutting Humor? So Cutting Humor uh, ran in the Sunland Park Derby in his last start, uh, which is a race that's probably a cut below the best derby preps this year. Uh, he did win the race, but he's going to have to take another big step forward to be a factor against these. 
Halfway through the field here of the running of the 2019 Kentucky Derby, my guest is Jay Privman from the Daily Racing Form, helping us get an inside edge as to what's going on here with these horses. We move to number 11, and Heichel, who's at 30-1. to 1. So uh, this horse ran a decent race last time to be third in the Wood Memorial, finishing behind Tacitus and Tax. I'm not convinced that he wants to run as far as the Kentucky Derby a mile and a quarter. I think he might be better at shorter distances. And he's also had a little bit of a foot issue this week. And so at the time that you and I are speaking, there's still some questions as to whether or not he's even going to run. Okay, now we skip Omaha Beach, who is scratched to the 12th uh, post position. And number 13, we go to Code of Honor, who is currently sitting at 15 to 1 odds. Yeah, he's a horse that I think has a sneaky chance in here. Uh, in his last race, the Florida Derby, there wasn't a whole lot of early pace in the race, and he's a horse who likes to rally from behind, and he just didn't get a, a good chance in that race. I think there has the potential to be more pace in this race, which will help him. He's got world-class connections. His trainer is Shug McGahee, who's one of the absolute best, won the Kentucky Derby in 2013 with Orb. And John Velasquez, his jockey, is one of the all-time greats mm-hmm. and, and one of the one of the very best still. Uh, so this horse has, a, I think, a decent chance to win the race. Another 15-to-1 shot, and it's a name that people are going to get behind. Win, 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 Jay. Yeah, I picked him second. Uh, I, I think he's got a really good chance. He finished second in the bluegrass stakes behind Bacoma in his last start, Scott. But he had some trouble in that race. He was starting to rally on the far turn, and he ran into some traffic trouble, and he had to tap on the brakes. And a lot of times when that happens with horses, they just don't re-engage and, and continue on. But he did. And he finished up the race, I thought, really well. It was on a day when it was better to be closer to the pace than coming from behind. And I think he's got a, a decent chance to win the race. And like I said, I picked him second overall out of the 20 runners in here. Okay, we take a note on that one. Win, win, win. How about Master Fencer, who is the second longest shot here, 50-1, to 1, along with the 50-1 to 1 Gray Magician? So he's coming over from Japan. Uh, this will be his first start outside of Japan. I've watched tapes of his races. He doesn't have any early speed. And in his last race after he made a, a rally, he kind of, what, what they call in racing, hung. He got up near the leaders, and he just couldn't go by them. And he hmm. he just looks to me like a horse who's going to get hot and dirty on Saturday. <laughs> All right, Bob Baffert's horse now. Game winner, who is your favorite right now at 5-1, to one, running out of the 16th post position? So it was a toss-up for me whether to pick him or Omaha Beach. And then when Omaha Beach scratched, it became an easier choice for me, obviously. Uh, game winner won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, the championship race for two-year-olds, last fall here at Churchill Downs. So we already know that he likes this racetrack. He's had two starts this year, and even though he didn't win either of them, he, he was very close in both of them in races where I thought the winners had better trips than he did. I think the mile and a quarter is going to be right up his alley, and I'm looking for him to, to run the best race that he's run so far this year. He's had two preps, and I think he's going to take a big move forward on Saturday. Potential to go wire to wire? Not at all. He's a horse who rallies from off the pace. Okay, interesting. How about Roadster, who is six to one? So Roadster is also a Bob Baffert trainee. That's his third and final runner. He's an interesting horse. He was really highly regarded last year before he ever ran. They they thought he had a lot of promise, and he won his first race. And then in his second start, he had a 
really bad breathing problem that required throat surgery. He didn't run again for six months, but since coming back, he's won both of his races. The thing that I'm concerned about with him is that his two races this year were against really small fields. He's never encountered anything close to the kind of traffic he's going to have to navigate on Saturday. He might be able to do it, but I think it, it, it could be the thing that prevents him from showing his best form. All right, the final four horses are all at 30-to-1 odds. We start with long-range Toddy. So long-range Toddy actually beat Improbable earlier this year in a race in Arkansas, but then in his most recent race, he really regressed. He finished sixth in the Arkansas Derby, and that was his first race on an off track. And the forecast for Saturday in Louisville is for rain all day long, it, the forecast literally says 100% chance of rain. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's going to be wet. And based on his one race in wet conditions, that's not going to suit him. Okay. How about spinoff? Spinoff didn't run all that badly last time when he finished second in the Louisiana Derby to buy my standards. He's improving. He's the kind of horse that a lot of gamblers like to play exotic wagers like trifectas and superfectas. I don't think it's impossible for him at a, long shot price to pick up maybe the third or fourth spot in one of those gimmicks. I don't know that he's, I don't think he's good enough to win, but it wouldn't surprise me if he helped people who are trying to get a trifecta or a superfecta home. Number 20 country horse, a country house, excuse me. Right. So he's trained by Bill Mott, who is the same trainer as uh, Tacitus, Mm -hmm. but this is a horse who he's a big, strong horse He's just slowly coming around, and I think he's going to be a lot better maybe for the Belmont Stakes or even deeper into the into the year, like for the Travers at Saratoga. I don't think he's quite this good right now, but I think he's got the potential to be a lot better, and he's the kind of horse that, you know, sometimes you watch college basketball game, and you mm-hmm. see a kid, and you go like, boy, that kid's going to be really good in another year or two. Yeah. You know, horses. This is a horse who I think is going to be really good in a couple months or two. Oh, very interesting. What about Bot Express, the final horse in the field? So he ended up drawing into the race because of the scratch of Omaha Beach. He had originally was on the also eligible list. He's never won a race. Uh, he finished second in the Florida Derby last time out behind Maximum Security. He got the benefit of a soft pace in that race. It, there should be more pace in this race. The post position really doesn't help him being drawn as wide as he is. And I just think he's a deserved long shot in here. So I'd be surprised if, if he finished in the in the top four. Talking to Jay Privman of the Daily Racing Forum. And we know about the conditions you just said, 100% chance of rain. It was sloppy last year when Justify won. I think it was sloppy the year before as well. Uh, a sloppy track, who does it benefit the most? Well, it mostly benefits horses who like it, yeah. <laughs> whether they come from behind or uh, or our front runners. Generally speaking, it, it helps horses who are near the front because they're not getting all that spray of mud back in their faces during the running of the race. But like any race, any day at any track, the early pace can tell the tale. And if the horses, even in the even if the track is favoring speed because because it's an off track if those speed horses engage in an early battle and they go too fast too soon, they could just burn each other out and set it up for a late runner. In fact, that's what happened in 2013 when Orb won it. Uh, it was just a really, it was an off track. Like you were saying, it's been an off track more often than not recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the early leaders just went so fast, they burned themselves out and then a horse from behind ended up 
ended up winning the race. Does it change the jockey's strategy with the track to try to get out in front to avoid that mud? Yeah, you, know, you can only do so much with with a horse. They uh-huh. they do have their own styles, and if if you've got a, a a horse that likes to rally from behind, if you use him up too much early, he, usually they don't have their the same kind of punch that they would if if you let them settle into their stride and then have them finish. So it, it's a really good question because ideally you'd probably want to be closer if you can, but you don't want to do it by having to to force the horse to be there. If they take you there naturally, then, then it's great. You're, you're forwardly placed and the horse is doing it on his own. I think if you have to ask your horse to try and hold that position early and keep riding him and riding him like you're pedaling a bicycle almost, then you could be in a little bit more trouble. All right, let's get the picks out here. Uh, are we going with game winner to win? And then are we trying to do maybe an exacto with win, win, win or, or roadster, maybe uh, maximum security or improbable? Yeah, like I said, I mean, win, win, win would be my second choice. Uh, I also give by my standards a big chance in here as well as another long shot. So uh, I think those three along with improbable would – make a nice four horse exacta box for me. And if I can get uh, a trifecta with win, 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 and by my standards underneath, um, uh, underneath a game winner, that would, uh, that would be just fine for me as well. Might have to run the wheel. That's what I did last year. I just, I, I, I swear. And you know what? And it hit because a long shot, what? The long shot came in like second or third last year. So I actually won a little bit of money, but I just did justify with the field. So nice. <laughs> might, might have to do it again this year. Uh, are we going to see you on TV on Saturday? Uh, only, uh, only if I uh, stand behind somebody and wait. Okay. Uh, I've got, I, I'm, I'm doing some work for, uh, for NBC, but it's, uh, it's, it's editorial, behind-the-scenes stuff. Got it. Uh, I really enjoy working with the crew yep. and uh, uh, looking forward to it. It's, yeah. uh, it's a good group, and it's a good day of racing. Yeah, say hi to Eddie Olchick for us. Jay, I appreciate the time. Uh, we love always. Ed, though. <laughs> I appreciate the time, brother. Uh, enjoy enjoy the race, and we'll be talking to you before the Preakness, I'm sure. I hope so. Thanks, Scott. Always love talking horses with Jay Privman of the Daily Racing Forum. You can follow him on Twitter at DRF Privman. That's P-R-I-V-M-A-N. Follow me on Twitter at Scott's On Air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Be sure to rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the Sharp Edge Sports Betting Podcast brought to you by Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V dot com. Of course, It's available wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. I don't know what else is out there. There might be something that came out that I've never even heard of. But wherever you get your podcasts, download, rate, and review, and win some money with us. Enjoy the Kentucky Derby on Saturday, and we'll talk to you next week. For Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Sharp Edge. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.